0: Welcome to Deep Tech 315. I'm Gene Munster along with Doug Clinton. Our three topics today are OpenAI's Dev Day, second Elon Musk's uh, AI.x company and their Grok model, and last we're going to talk about Humane in an AI uh, device, a AI pin device. And so we'll take it back to the top, the beginning of the week. I'm still reverberating from this 45-minute prezo that uh, Sam Altman did at OpenAI's dev day and uh I was uh just mesmerized by it. Uh what was your watching Doug? What were you thinking? It felt
1: a little bit like an Apple presentation, I think intentionally. I mean Apple it's it's funny I guess to say, but like they've set the standard for what a tech sort of demo day should look like and I think OpenAI is kind of carrying that mantle forward in terms of being super innovative. I mean, I think they're the most exciting company right now in tech, and it's probably obvious to say it. Uh, But the demo day really proved that with GPT, um, with the store that's coming. I think that there's a lot to be excited in AI.
0: So yeah, from the GPT piece, so the two big announcements outside of just how exciting what they're doing around generative AI and just seeing the products in motion that, that outside of that piece. The two big announcements were GPT Builder, which is going to make it easier for, I'll say, non-technical people. You're probably still kind of developer-ish, don't you think, to put these together. And just I can try to give an explanation of it is you would go into their platform. This is GPT Builder. If you want to train it, the example that he gave was to give founders advice on Startup, And so he just went in, selected, uh, 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 I think like a TED talk or something like that, that he did and used, train the model off of that and then turned it on and away they went. And so it was pretty powerful. It looked pretty easy to do. Um, do you think it's as easy as it looks?
1: I think it'll be pretty easy. I mean, the way I think about it is you have, you know, GPT-4 Turbo. I mean, that's the most current model as of demo day. Uh, that is your general intelligence right now. Now I'm not saying it's AGI, not artificial general intelligence, but it has this general understanding kind of of the world that is your starting point. And then I kind of see the purpose of GPT Builder as a tool to basically let people go and take that general intelligence and specialize it for something that they think would be really interesting. So you gave the example of Sam Altman kind of teaching it up on some of his prior talks about startup you know business how to how to create velocity in startups how to run a startup that's a perfect example of a specialized you know GPT that we'll see out there i think you could see thousands hundreds of thousands millions of these GPTs over time that are trained with very specific use cases and have these sort of narrow applications very specific mm-hmm. use applications uh, that people will monetize
0: but for for me as i'm watching the demo i'm thinking is this as easy as it looks? And you said uh, you you think it is, but is that the right uh, perspective? Do I got the right perspective think, here? If it,
1: I think it will be. I mean, i've I've spent a lot of time using ChatGPT, Claude, Bard. Um, I've experimented with all of them, and and I've created a lot of these uh, stock index products, active strategies using just AI built on the performance AI. is pretty good, by the way. For many of them, it is. Yeah. And, and um, that has been relatively easy. So the way I think about it is you need to go in and you need to have some knowledge about how to create an effective prompt for AI. So there is some learning curve. It's, I think it's a pretty thing, a pretty easy thing to kind of get high on really quick. So I don't think that's going to be a big barrier for people. People who really want to do it, who really want to learn will be able to go. For sure. And it's nothing like trying to learn to code it's mm-hmm. a way easier learning code uh, curve than that.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking like this, well, all this great stuff we've heard around customer support and some of the improvements that we've had about uh, adding these generative experiences, like that's still been more uh, technical in nature and developers and bigger companies have been doing that. Now, I feel like the doors are kind of opening up for a much bigger audience that can roll out these models. And so that leads to their second announcement, which was the store, and they kind of think about this as like an app store for um for generative AI. And as a reminder, apps are not just on your phone, apps are on computer, apps are kind of everywhere. You can have an app on a you can have an app on TV. And so uh that really I had kinda have a flashback back to when Apple announced its app store in two thousand eight. Like it really changed the the phone from being a, a device an internet device and a phone to a computer in your pocket that was a, a huge unlock and so in the yeah. back of my mind i'm thinking is this as big of an unlock as the app store was for apple I think it,
1: it it opens up the technology to the wider creativity of humanity i mean that's fundamentally what the app store did was it took all the great ideas that apple had and it said okay let's let's take this technology and put it in the hands of developers and see what they make. And now we have millions of apps and things like Uber came out of that, things like Airbnb. I mean, you could argue some of these platforms maybe wouldn't even exist. For sure didn't they wouldn't have down. an app store. And and I think you're gonna see the same exact thing here, You know, with an even wider potential set of people that are creating these applications. And so if you rewind back to 2008, say, man, like the app store was so obvious, I wish I knew how to code and create apps back then. Now you're gonna have another chance to sort of do the same thing. Just gotta figure out how to prompt these a i as well,
0: yeah, and I also was thinking in the back of my mind, like what does Apple think of this ultimately, and got me thinking about Apple or OpenAI eventually doing a phone, and uh then we were talking about this after too, like and you know you're like, don't just stop at the phone uh kind of remind me, remind us where uh you were going with this,
1: well, yeah, I think it's it's uh everything. I mean, AI could touch anything that has uh, a connection right now, which our door locks have connections, our toasters have connections, our ovens have internet connections. So anything that's connected right now, you could reimagine in a new way with AI, which we're going to talk a little bit about the humane pin a little later. But um, I don't think it's just about a phone. I mean, the phone is the thing we kind of live and experience a lot of the connected world through. But the idea of an AI interface instead of a touchscreen interface is something that I think we could see kind of pervade throughout connected devices, uh, not just phones.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, We're kind of in our uh, research meeting, we're kicking around the idea of what would happen if you're having all this economic value, essentially, that's getting pulled into OpenAI's store and they're going to divide that for example, build something where a customer service person would uh, be distributed through an app and then some of that value is going to be kept by OpenAI and some of it's going to be distributed back to um, to the developer, to the company. And I was I was just thinking, what if Apple could pull that back, that same stuff? And this is going to be for another week, but Apple is just, they got to be moving on this behind the scenes because if they don't, they're missing a huge opportunity. So... In the interest of time, we're going to shift to the second uh, big topic, uh, which was related to Elon's company and Grok, uh, the, their new model. I'm going to give a quick setup of what where, where that name comes from, Doug, and you can just kind of give everybody one-on-one on what the product is. Uh, the name uh, is inspired by a book, A Stranger in a Strange Land, which was written like 1960. One of the characters in the book uh, came from Mars, half Martian, half human, but the uh, one of the words in his language was uh, grok that kind of was still the test of time as he came to earth. And uh, that word happened to be uh, meaning like a, a a great meaning. And so uh, would uh, if you want to give some context into what uh, what's the product actually like, what are they doing here with grok?
1: Grok is X.AI's foundational model. And what's different, I would say, about it versus, you know, an open AI or a BARD is it is incorporating some of the data from Twitter X now uh, to train the model. And I think that's really important because if you think about, you know, what's happening on the Internet and really like real time nature, Twitter is that platform. And so there may be some advantage you could argue for Grok that they have more real time understanding of like what is happening right now in the world than maybe any other ai platform out there um that's the advantage i think that they should push now i think there's probably some other question of you know what other uh, of these models are pulling in twitter data how are they accessing it i know that that's been an issue all year uh facebook meta talked a little bit about threads i think and uh some of their data being pulled into these models and I Before we
0: get into the the data point and the advantage mm-hmm. that um, X Twitter has there, it it feels like it's their positioning. This is interaction with uh, like a, a a disrespectful chat bot, and it's supposed to be funny. But I I'm still struggling with their starting point. Should I just ignore their starting point and think yes, it's starting with this chat bot that happens to say crazy things. Uh, just look at the I bigger it, picture. Yeah,
1: I, I think the starting point is it's it's a little bit of like Elon's persona imbued in a chatbot. You know, exactly. I think Elon's a little bit devilish, and it's a little bit more cheeky and more fun. You could argue than OpenAI, which is more specific, but direct. Is
0: as this is this like a Trojan horse where you start just kind of interacting with it, but ultimately, is there a much bigger opportunity, or is is Elon just trying to entertain people with this?
1: I think there's a bigger opportunity. I think he's trying to create something that's different. If you go and you chat with Bard, Claude, and OpenAI, you're going to have a fairly similar experience. Um, You're going to have an experience where it feels like you're talking to a staid, you know, normal person. Personalityless human. I mean, that's basically how these things are programmed. They're not programmed to have a bunch of personality. You can give them a personality through prompting and have fun with it that way. But at a base level, going back to kind of the beginning of the conversation, kind of that general intelligence is just meant to answer your questions and deliver on your prompts.
0: But is, I think is what- the idea is the idea that Elon wants us to start to inter- interact with Grok because it's fun, it's different, and then ultimately build in some. More substance to it. I mean, are we going to be doing? Is there going to be like a Microsoft co-pilot element to this, where it's going to be uh, probably not <laughs> be crafting my emails, but uh, they? I mean, if they want to kind of have that same vision because reading Elon's book feels like he's going. Uh, the Isaacson kind of framed it up that he's going right after OpenAI. It doesn't feel quite like that with Grok.
1: I think that would be a misread. I think that the personality element of it is something that's meant to be fun. I don't think Elon, I mean, look at some of the other things he does. Well, with it's his it's other a products. misread
0: that this product isn't going anywhere, but Elon a doesn't want to It's a misread to think to it's not serious.
1: Yeah, it's a misread to think it's just this like right. toy. Okay. I think the personality is meant, I think, to, uh, again, set aside Grok from some of these other things. And say, like, you can interact with a computer and it can still be fun right out of the box. Just like taking, uh, I think, the sound on a Tesla goes to 11. Like, no car manufacturer does that. It's an inside joke. That's what he does.
0: Right. Uh, Let's end the topic of this question. Do you think Elon wants to eat OpenAI's lunch?
1: I think that Elon is so ambitious, he wants to eat everybody's lunch and everything he does. So, yeah, I'm sure he wants to compete with them.
0: Love it. Checking the clock. We've got two minutes here. Humane. This is this pin, X Apple people put together. You wear it. It's an AI pin. It's going to go on sale uh, for what was it, 650 bucks?
1: 699.
0: 699 and then you got to pay like 25 bucks a month for it. you can do like phone calls and things for it. It's got this kind of clever hologram even though there's not a screen on it. You can use your hand and it will kind of superimpose some of the controls on there. It reminds me of the Shuffle when it came out. I thought Apple would never do a screenless iPod and in fact they did, but it didn't last very long and it just feels like this is kind of fun that we're experimenting with this, but uh my my sense is that it has a place but doesn't really capture it's not going to replace the phone
1: don't think it will i think it's a um it will be a fun thing to see in terms of how people try to fit ai into a device and Mm -hmm. make it ai first and not screen first because we've never seen that before we've never really seen that Uh, and so i think what we could see is the pin could inspire some other companies maybe like apple uh, more likely maybe even like open AI mm-hmm. um, to, to think about how they could make devices.
0: Johnny Ive and that whole rumor piece to it, which by the way, I understand Sam Altman's an investor in Humane too, which kind of the plot thickens around that. We're we're quickly running out of time here too, but um, does uh, how does it work if, since it's voice driven? Uh, there's some gesture base, but does it work when you're in public or in a group of people? It feels like that's kind of a pretty big headwind to this product.
1: I think it's the same headwind as if you were trying to use Siri in, in a group of people or in public, I think it's basically the same. So yeah. we'll see is the answer. I, see. Is ultimately yeah, I guess you do technology has to be as good as Apple's, people, but
0: yeah, they call Siri out in public all the time. So sure. uh, like you said, we'll see, we'll be getting one, It'll be fun. It'll be one of our topics for another deep tech on behalf of Doug, Gene, and DeepTech 315 that's a wrap. Bye for now.